Okay, so First Chronicles. Um, what can I say? It's a hard book to get into. Um, and I don't know if anybody's been guilty like me. You start First Chronicles. You read the first few verses of the first chapter. And then you, you flick. You flick again. You flick again until chapter 9. And then you flick again and you start with chapter 10 and then you read on. Um, it's a hard book to get into because it starts with nine chapters of names. Just nine full chapters of names. And you think, what is all this? Why is all this there? Well, I'm going to hopefully try and give you my perspective, um, having read it, but I'll go into that in a sec. Second Chronicles, uh, First and Second Chronicles are one book, just like... First and Second Samuel are one book. First and Second Kings are one book. First and Second Chronicles are one book. Um, and I don't know what the maybe the well-known parts of First and Second Chronicles. People hear about Jabez. You know the prayer of Jabez. There's a book written about the prayer of Jabez. Um, that's something that that people know from the book. Um, the second one is um, Solomon dedicating the temple, and there's this promise of God if my people, that's in Second Chronicles, um, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, um, I will heal their land, um, I will bless them and heal their land. Um, and that's sort of taken as a, almost a promise, people take that out of context and I don't know, pray for Australia or something. Actually, it was about the land of Judah. um, And it was when Solomon was dedicating the temple. But 1 Chronicles, um, it's, there's a viewpoint to it. And that viewpoint becomes clear when we understand who the writer was. So, I want to get into that viewpoint. But I just want to tell you the differences between 1 Chronicles... Got first and second chronicles and first and second kings. We've just gone through kings, and they've said that most of the focus on the kings was the evil that they did. Most of the focus on in the chronicles is of the good that they did. So first and second kings concentrates on the evil, on the bad. First and second chronicles focuses on the good. Um, and this is it's very striking because I'll just tell you sort of where they fit now. If you take First Chronicles, you can fit that over First and Second Samuel. It's basically the life of David. Is First Chronicles. Second Chronicles fits over First and Second Kings, from Solomon to Zedekiah. So that's a that's an easy way of looking at it because you think oh it's just a repeat of, of sort of what's being said but it's it's not a repeat um, it it has a different focus it has a different um, intention for the for the book so first chronicles fits over first and second Samuel second chronicles fits over first and second Kings so that way you can you can sort of remember it um, the things that First Chronicles leaves out. And this is just to highlight the focus on the good. So it basically speaks of 
David's life. The whole book is predominantly David's life. Um, it leaves out the fleeing from Saul. In, in First Chronicles, he doesn't flee from Saul. Saul died. David's king. That's it. It's as if there was no fleeing from him. There was no cave of Adullam. There was none of that. It's not focused on in First Chronicles. Um, there's no him going to, um, who was it, Akish, the king of the uh, Philistines in Gath, and you know, pretending he was a madman. Didn't happen. No ziklag. No um, attack and the, the stealing away of his family and goods. Um, there's no... Um, do you remember when Saul died? Um, Ishbosheth, his son, tries to take... Or, Becomes king for a while. Um, there's none of that. That's not recorded in um, First Chronicles. No Adonijah trying to take the throne after David. It goes from David straight to Solomon. Doesn't speak about Adonijah's takeover. Um, no rebellion of Absalom. That's not in there either. Um, no Bathsheba incident. Um, not recorded in First Chronicles. No split kingdom. First and Second Chronicles only focuses on Judah. So Dave was telling us that the, in Second Kings he was reading about one king of the north, one king of the south, one king of the north, one king of the south. In in First and Second Chronicles, it's only the southern kingdom. And just keep that in your mind, because when we talk about the writer, then we'll talk about why the focus is only on the southern kingdom. So what's, what's the viewpoint here? When was it written? So Dave mentioned an important guy. Zerubbabel. Um, Zerubbabel is mentioned in First Chronicles. Have a look at chapter 3, First Chronicles. It's in that list of names, but he's, he's mentioned again. In chapter 3, you basically get from verse 10 to verse 19 a summary of Second Chronicles. Um, it's the, the line of kings from Solomon. So if you just take from verse 10 to verse 19 of First Chronicles 4, that's a summary of the kings of Second Chronicles. Um, and that's the order in which they reigned, basically. So that's a helpful little passage to work out who the kings were that reigned in Judah. But at the end of verse, or in the middle of verse 19, it says, And the sons of Pedaiah were Zerubbabel. Um, so Zerubbabel is mentioned there. And I want to sort of tell you where Zerubbabel was. Zerubbabel was a guy who came back after the captivity. So they've told us that the northern kingdom got taken by Assyria. The southern kingdom got taken by um, Nebuchadnezzar, by Babylon. And they stayed in Babylon for 70 years before Cyrus, the king of Persia, said, um, you can return. God told Cyrus to send people back and to build him the temple. Um, and one of the people, of the first people who came back was this guy called Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel is mentioned in First Chronicles. So that's going to give you an idea of when it was written. It wasn't written during the time of David. Of whom it speaks. You know, it speaks about David. And we've got it. We've got it up here. Right? First and Second Chronicles under David. But it wasn't written then. It was written after the exile. 
Um, so that's a, that's an interesting point. So then, just have a look at chapter nine, verse one, as well. Just another proof of that. Just to make sure what we're saying makes sense with scripture and is backed up by scripture. The start of chapter nine it says this: All Israel were registered by genealogy, and behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel. And Judah was carried away to Babylon because of their transgression. So this is already looking back at the carrying away of Judah to Babylon. So it was written after the exile. And it was written most likely by Ezra. Ezra the priest, Ezra the scribe, is the guy who wrote this book. So the viewpoint is priestly here. Um, and Dave, you're saying that maybe First and Second Kings are written by Jeremiah. So Jeremiah was a prophet. Generally speaking, prophets will focus on the restoration or recovery of the people through rebuke and through identifying the faults. That just in a general way, the prophet will... They want the recovery, but they, through rebuke of the faults of the people. And in a general way, a priest wants the recovery of the people by encouragement and by holding of hand. You know, when it speaks about the Lord Jesus as our um, high priest in Hebrews, it speaks about him holding the hand of the seed of Abraham. That's the, um, that's the work of the priest. He holds the hand. He sympathizes, he comes, comes close to and helps. So that's the viewpoint of First Chronicles and why it doesn't focus on the negatives. Um, so what's Ezra concerned about here? He's returned to the land. I want you to think about this. The land is totally destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. And after 70 years... Zerubbabel and Joshua, who was um, high priest around that time, they return and they start to rebuild. And it's difficult. And the land is basically desolate when they get there. Um, They have to start from scratch laying the foundation of the, the temple. The first thing they build is an altar. There's nothing there. They have to start from scratch. Um, so... Ezra, at this time, coming back, he, came, he comes back a little bit after Zerubbabel, um, back from the captivity. He's concerned about the kingdom and about the priesthood, about the temple. These are the things that concern him. And this is why it speaks about only the southern kingdom. He's concerned about the royal line. He's concerned about the kingdom being established again. When Samaria split, when Israel split, split and went to Samaria, they were unrecognized. Their, king, their kingdom was not recognized by God. The kingdom that was recognized by God was the descendants of David. And that was Judah in the south. So, he's concerned about the royal and priestly lines. And this is why he writes a whole heap of names at the start. So Ezra has a bunch of names in the first nine chapters so that he can trace back the genealogies of those people who were taken captive who have come back. Because he wants to, he wants to make sure, again, the kingdom is established and 
the temple is established and the order of worship is established. Okay. I want you to think about this other point. The reason that Ezra retells a whole lot of the stories that were told in First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings is because a lot of the people that were taken captive into Babylon, not many of them returned. So there were some who had come back who had never seen the kingdom, who had never seen the land. Um, they didn't know really anything other than maybe what they were told by their parents of what it was in the time of King David and, and, the, and the other kings. They'd never seen Jerusalem. They'd grown up in Babylon, 70 years. Now, some did come back, and remember when the temple was rebuilt, or the foundation was laid, some were crying, the ones who had seen the old temple, and some were rejoicing, the ones who had not seen the old temple. So there were a few who did come back, some old men who came back. But most of the people who came back had never seen Jerusalem. They didn't know anything about the kingdom. And so Ezra had to retell them. Um, so second, first and second Chronicles is like the Deuteronomy of the kingdom. You know, in Deuteronomy, Moses tells the law again to those who were really young at the time of the giving of the law and their parents had died in the wilderness over 40 years. And so in Deuteronomy, Moses retells them the law. It's the same in first and second Chronicles. Ezra is retelling them about the kingdom about the line of David, about the priesthood, about the temple. And that's the focus of First and Second Chronicles. Okay. Um, a little bit about those the starting genealogies, and then I'll finish up. He starts with Adam. The first person mentioned in First Chronicles is Adam. And then he works his way so from chapters 1 to 9. Adam covers everybody. And he goes from Adam to Noah to Noah's three sons. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And so in chapter 1, he speaks about Japheth just a tiny bit. He speaks about Ham a little bit more. And he speaks about Shem a whole lot because Shem covers the line of Israel. And then, when he goes through from Shem, he goes down to Abraham. And he goes to Isaac. And from Isaac, he speaks of a little bit about Esau. But then he speaks heaps about Israel. So what he's doing is he's building up and he's narrowing things down. He's mentioning the least important. Japheth being least important. That's the, the countries that were the furthest away from Israel. Um... Ham, slightly more important, they're the countries that surrounded Israel, from, from Egypt, um, Moabites, the Amorites, all of those countries that were around, they're all descendants of Ham. And then Shem is basically the ancestor of Abraham, and he, he covers the Israelites. Same thing with the, the sons of Isaac. Esau... He's spoken about a little bit because he's the brother of Jacob. Jacob has maybe many cousins, but he only has one brother. And that's Esau. So Esau is spoken of and then Israel or Jacob is spoken of. And then he speaks about the sons of Jacob. And then he focuses mainly on two sons of Jacob. 
kingly line and the priestly line. And you'll notice as you go through those first nine chapters, the main groupings are from Judah and from Levi. So those first nine chapters are actually really important to Ezra because um, in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, there were some people who came back um, from Babylon. And when they asked them, hey, who are you? What's, what's your name? When they told them their name, they couldn't trace back their genealogy. And so they were not allowed to minister in the temple. So this list of names was extremely important to Ezra because he wanted to make sure that those who had come back with, were the genuine article, were the true nation, were the, um, the people of God. And so they had to trace back their genealogy. Okay. I'm not going to do any more. I'm just going to give you a quick um, breakdown of the chapters. One to nine is the genealogies. Chapter 10, Saul is mentioned just very briefly, and it's Saul's demise. That's all it is. The only mention of Saul is that battle where he dies, him and his sons. That's in chapter 10. From chapter 11, David is king. Right until the end of the book, David dies. And the whole focus of those chapters from 11 to 29 is David restoring the ark to Jerusalem and David preparing for the temple to be built that Solomon's going to build. That is the total focus of First Chronicles. It's about the heart of David, how he wanted the ark of God back in the center, in the place where God chose to put his name, and he wanted the temple of God built. And it shows the heart of David and why David was a man after God's own heart. The only bad thing that's mentioned of David is towards the end of the book. He numbers the people. And then God causes a um, plague to come amongst the people. And it's amazing, the grace of God. This only one bad thing that was recorded about David ends up in the location of the temple. The threshing floor of Ornan, um, or Aruna, that is the place where the temple was going to be built by Solomon. So the grace of God, the only one thing that was really mentioned um, negatively about David, ended up in the location of the building of the temple that David always had in his heart to, to build for God. So First Chronicles, it's mainly about David. It's mainly about the reestablishment of the kingdom and the priestly line, written by Ezra, after the captivity. So hopefully that's helpful and you can get into the book and when you read it you'll understand what viewpoint uh, the writer is coming from.